All right, welcome back to Movies and BS. I'm Andrew. And I'm Katie. And we are continuing on with our summer season. And we're just having a blast and just can't wait to jump into everything. So, Katie, what's new? What's going on? Well, you know, we uh, did a little bit of camping. We've all been pretty healthy this time around. Evie's tonsils got out. Um, no major complaints, really. You're pretty much all caught up with all your farm work. Yeah, yeah, I've been kind of quiet on the old home front. Got caught up there a couple weeks, and we're just kind of pushing forward, mm-hmm. getting into various projects, you know, doing living life. Been trying to watch a little bit more TV and movies, and we actually have a list this time. Yeah, we're, we're organized. It's crazy. So this podcast, we're going to talk about the late, great Ray Liotta. Uh, we're going to talk about the new Jurassic Park movie, Fallen Kingdom? Yeah, it's like Fallen Kingdom or Fallen Destiny or something like that. Uh, question mark? Oh, my God. Oh, oh my it's, God. Uh, it's Jurassic World Dominion. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I messed that up. It's so good we can't remember it. I don't know. You got oh, like nine that of them. was the horrible thing about that. So mm-hmm. we actually had a real date night, got all cleaned up, and went to the actual movie theater, something we haven't done in about two and a half years. Yeah, so save it. We'll get to it. Oh, yeah. And then uh, also watched the series The Bear with um, Amazon series and and then dr strange into the multiverse so let's roll into it first of all ray liotta name your favorite ray liotta movie go can't be good fellas no 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 no. it's not a movie actually it's a special guest appearance of his on er it's my favorite episode of er it is really really powerful episode what makes it powerful so ray liotta is a guy who happens to go to the er He's sick, he doesn't feel good, and they realize that this guy is in a lot of trouble. And you find out that what's been going on is that he's dying due to cirrhosis of the liver. He was an inmate in jail, and then when he got out of jail, he's been uh, drinking and drinking and drinking. And Long story short, um, he tries to call his son, and his son wants absolutely nothing to do with them because... Ray Liotta was responsible for his mom's death. Oh, snap. And you just see it's very powerful. You're balling. Was his name Charlie Metcalf? Yes. 2004. Yes. Oh, it's just he's he does the perfect role of it because he's as his brain starts shutting down, he's just you see him going through that journey of right. all of his life's regrets where he can't reach his family. Oh, nice. Oh, it's it's a really good episode, but it's a hard watch. But right. it's definitely on my top five favorite episodes of ER. Well, this is your favorite. Or, so, favorite ER, but favorite thing with Ray Liotta. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. That's solid. Uh, I'm just looking through Internet Movie Database, kind of refreshing my memory of his enormous uh, movie. Oh, shit. I forgot he was in Hannibal. Yeah, exactly. Hannibal. Oh, um, yeah. He's disgusting. Probably one that stuck with me would be, this was on HBO nonstop in the summer of 94, 95. And it it was... Was it Goodfellas? Because that played constantly. Oh, yeah. Goodfellas, 1990. (laughs) Um, No, this was the movie No Escape. You ever see that? No, I haven't ever seen that. Oh, okay. So this is pretty solid. So 1994, basically, um, it's a prisoner island. 
All right. So think like, you know, Lord of the Flies type of situation. Like you do. Right. You know, of any Except, prison island movie. There are many of them, actually. So he, he plays like the quiet, resourceful, lands on the island, makes no friends. One of those like, follow me if you're going to follow me, but I don't care if you do live or die type of dudes. And it's it's pretty intense overall. Like I said, I completely forgot about it until I refreshed my memory on it. But it's either because I watched it all the time because that's all HBO played all summer because I got their summer loop of like, hey, every two weeks we're going to show you the exact same programming for three months straight. Or it's because it's pretty good. Also, Operation Dumbo Drop. I kind of remember it, but I feel like a fevered dream. There are bits and pieces of that that come and go. It's interesting because I think in everyone's mind, in our minds, we have Ray Liotta and Goodfellas, which just cements what you think he is. And then you go back and you watch these movies and see how awesome he really was. Um, in different roles and Shit, identity. That was yeah, a good identity one was too. Good one. He always played a good bad guy. Yeah, identity was excellent. Excellent. And then in Blow, he was a dad. Yes, he was. To um Oh man, it's just like Right. Just coming back in waves. So. It feels like I've gone trick or treating. I'm just getting a really good bag full of candy right. here. It's just like, oh yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. And then and he had um, the many saints in Newark. That was one of the last things we saw him in. Yeah, exactly. He's in the marriage story, but I can't remember I can't his character remember that. on that. Um Was he a parent? I mean, maybe, but then you got like Modern Family. You've got oh, what did he do in Modern Family? Well, do you remember that or not really? I don't. He played as Ray Liotta in 2016, episode one. He must have been making fun of himself, right? Which we love. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if an actor is able to do that and they do it well, then it makes me all the happier for it. Right. But overall, amazing, amazing actor. Um, definitely kind of shaped the 90s. If you will. Oh, um, a good voice. I mean, just his narration from Goodfellas as he's telling his story. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, his voice. voice. I mean, yeah, he's very attractive to begin with, but just his voice was impressive. Um, Big bucket of wind. You yeah. Will be missed. He will be missed. So, and he will live on. It'll be fun to show the kids uh, Goodfellas when they're appropriate. Okay, know. so I guess that's the next question on that. Mm-hmm. When can we show them good fellows? When oh, is a good age I now? Know. I mean, with today's modern age of violence and sex and drugs and everything in the movie, is 12 too young? Probably. Damn. I, I don't know. Depends on, like, are they playing video games and so forth? I don't know. I remember when Dan was, like, 13 years old. That's my brother. And he, like, signed up for Columbia House. And we got all the horror movies and stuff. And Mom really didn't care. Just didn't care what we had to watch. Right. Yeah, I probably when I was in middle school. Um, I I don't know. I had like, and that that's the other thing. Like back in my day, blah blah blah. blah, blah um, one of those deals of you trailing off here, buddy. I understand. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> looking up it. Well, you remember the conversation we had earlier about what what's the term of a movie where if it's on television, you will watch it every time. Oh, you know, know what what's what's that movie that you know? And Goodfellas is the quintessential that movie. Mine is uh, Pulp Fiction. If that thing's on, I sit and watch right. it. Right. So uh, I'm just looking here at Reddit. What movie do you watch every time it's on TV? And you know, they got Jurassic Park, Harry Potter, Pitch Perfect, I Am Legend. 
Is the um, fellas on that list? Or not really from Reddit. I it might be, but for me it was Goodfellas. It was on TBS or TNT, and oh, Goodfellas is going to take like five the, hours to watch it. I would I would hang with the commercials. All the swear words. Yeah, we're trying to put no. it into like context for people where it's like, hey, it's G-rated. Right. I would I would definitely watch it. I I just go through there. Tony Cicero dead. Which one's Tony Cicero? Guy from Polly from No, Sopranos? he didn't. That's gotta be crap. Oh, that's like a clickbait thing. Don't fall for that bullshit. It's a variety. Oh no, man! I fell for that like all the time with the Betty Whites. Like she like died five <laughs> years ago, and I believe that. And I told your dad that, and he looked at me as if I was the biggest fucking moron on earth. Yeah, what are you? Y'all have that. Y'all have that. What variety? When did, this came out, July eighth. Dies yeah. at 79. Fuck. This is, okay, this is from Variety. So are, like, all the mobsters dying? Oh, my goodness. He was. We got him, we got Colin, and now we got him. We got 42. What? God damn it. Okay, we got to look this up. This breaking news that, well, here, you keep. We got we to gotta oh look my this Lord. up. All right, tell them about our uh, Jurassic Park adventure. Okay, so let me set the picture for you. Again, it's been about two and a half years, almost three years since we've actually sat down in a room, movie theater, watch a movie, popcorn, all that jazz. Set it up, had a nice date night. We had some hibachi, boys and girls. So if you're looking for a really good place to eat at, in Waterloo, uh, go to Tokyo Bay. Yeah, it was delicious. Yeah, it was actually really good. Yeah, confirmed. Tony Cicero died July 8, 2022. Well, snap. We're going to have to dedicate an episode to him. So, like, he was a mobster. Yeah, no, that dude was. Like, legit. And, like, part of... I remember reading some clickbait tidbit about it, but, like... I do know, like, from, like, Sopranos, when he was doing his character, the only thing he was adamant about is he never wanted to play a rat. You remember right, that? That right. was like his one stipulation in all the writing. Right. He was never going to be a rat. Very true. No, that, that guy deserves his own thing. Damn. God damn it. Well, who else is going to go out? I don't there? know. I don't know. Anyways, back to Jurassic Park. So, yeah, we um, got a babysitter, headed to town, actually got a movie theater ticket, rolled in. It was Tuesday, thinking, hey, you know, it's Tuesday night. Nobody goes to movies on Tuesday. Boy, were we wrong. Yeah, apparently Marcus Movie Theater has like five dollar Tuesday nights, and yeah, everybody full. and their cousins, brothers, nephew was there with us. Right. So we only had three options for seats. We could sit up way in the front together, together, or we could have gone kind of spaced out. Right, could have gone over here, over there. Then you're sitting with like somebody seat you don't know because they're like love seats yeah so that's that's an interesting thing that's that's the other thing about like you're always like go to the movie by yourself and check it out but like in modern times where they don't have well now you can't do that since it's the love seat option you gotta snuggle up to some motherfucker that you might not know they do have the division but when you're plus size like myself so we Sat up front, and it is not comfortable. It was better than when we watched Avatar. Oh, yeah, your leg was busted, so you had to sit in a wheelchair accessible. Oh, and we were, like, way up close. 
But we were at the ultra screen, which was like, you know, a football field. So in order to even watch the you still kind of watch it head on. No, you yeah, sit kind of sideways with yeah, your head laid, tilted. We laid towards the right. view of it, right? Right. And then trying to like watch everything that's going on, it was kind of difficult. But overall, I, it wasn't exhausting. But we got through it. We did get through it. Yep. And the only thing I'm going to say about this movie for Jurassic Park Dominion is that, you know, I'm glad we only spent five bucks a piece on it because if I would have had to shell out a whole lot more on that, like, full movie price, I would have been pissed. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a little bit of, like, remember berries, and they're like, let's get the whole gang together. You know, let's span the last 30 years, and which was good, and I liked how they yes. tied everything. It wasn't, but it the was first cool. two movies were repeats of the first, you know, it was like Star Wars all over again. It's like, yes. hey, we're going to have the whole same movie all over again. Yes. Newer effects, new people, and so forth. They had some really scary dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. Movie. They had, yeah, like the one with like the, you know, yeah, Freddy Cougar. Yeah, Edward Scissorhands dinosaurs, right. I like to call the them. The big nails stabbing stuff. And that shit was pretty cool. <laughs> it was pretty cool, but um, overall, wait for it. Yeah, you know, if you just want a movie where you want to see dinosaurs chasing motorcycles and explosions and fiery stuff, yeah, this is your movie. But if you're like putting a lot of time and effort to critique this and thinking this is going to be something that's going to put you back into 1993 or four, yeah, it's not going to happen. No, no, it's definitely on its own. I mean, like I said, the first two with Chris Pratt and so forth um, were kind of repeats of. The whole point of Jurassic Park, like we made dinosaurs, they got loose. There they ate everybody. Some nice little we solved Easter eggs it. that were like sprinkled in there. Like Jeff Goldblum did his part of right. just like there was a scene where he was kind of shirtless or like oh, he was like, open. Oh, yeah. and he's like, Ooh, sorry should, about that. He's button button that up. Yeah. He's seventy. It's still a good looking guy, but yeah. I think he's and then we now. and we did the math. Like uh, Laura Dern in the first Jurassic Park was twenty six years old. She was like a baby. And um, Sam Neill was like in his forties. Yeah, he had at least I think 14, 15 years after. So then you're thinking back to like Sam Neill, which probably makes sense if he's a professor and she's like getting her PhD. Well, and, yeah, you're remembering that in the book. You know, he's been a doctor a lot longer, and then she is a student. Yeah, so he's tapping that younger. No, nope, never did. Never did. I think it was kind of implied. Nope, it wasn't because. Are you talking about the book or the movie? I'm talking about the movie. Oh, yeah, in the movie, yeah. He was yeah. tapping that ass whenever he had a chance, yeah. but in the book, that never happened. Yeah. Book's very good. I actually read that. I enjoyed it. Not to be like, oh, you read, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one of those guys no but the book was very good if they if the movie had done what the book did um in terms of like the plot layout and so forth it would have been just as cool um i was pissing off of the second one if they would have followed it it would have been great but then they add like hey the dinosaur escapes and what is it san diego or san mm -hmm. francisco well uh, i thought it was la i don't los know angeles. it's in fucking california it's just like that shit never happened in the book right Maybe Not that was a pretentious dick. Homage to, uh, you know. Yeah, but division. that was great where Goldblum goes, hmm, Jurassic World, not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> yeah, Goldblum's a treasure. Um, so that was excellent. Like I said, wait for it, watch it online, get it streaming. Excuse me, you'd be happy you did. Um, yeah. Next thing we're moving on to, sorry, I got the yawns, uh, go was the bear. the bear. 
And I actually looked it up so I didn't have to be like, uh, you know, it's got the guy from Shameless who plays Lip. Yeah, you know, you've been like describing that poor which bastard is terrible. the whole entire time. Uh, his name is Jeremy Allen White, which you think you'd remember. And he plays a very similar character to Shameless, kind of brilliant, savanty, super poor, always on the run, working like crazy, cracked out, tattoos, like what was me. But, um, the series I was really, uh, really hooked into. It's very short. They're about half hour episodes, uh, maybe to 40 minutes at the longest. But yeah. the premise is, is that Jeremy Allen White playing uh, the act or playing the character's name as I zoom down as Carmi. Carmen is his name. Um, Carmi is, uh, inherits his brother's restaurant. And his brother was this amazing, charismatic, great guy that everybody loved. And then you realize or find out that he was a drug addict. And he realized that he had some really negative things going on in his life and from you know, loaning money. Shady yeah. And it's kind of that like sketchier side of Chicago, which us being out here in you know, the sticks don't really understand or know. And his his brother, when you finally Good to see his brother is playing by John Brenthal. That's the the guy with the messed up nose from uh, Walking Dead, the Punisher. Oh, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, so no, like no, he's no, got no, like no. just brief clips of him in there, but he plays he's excellent. But um, oh god, that's a hell of an age difference between the two of them. Though. Exactly. So Jeremy Allen White um, gets the restaurant, and it's a total mess. Just. It's got the same crew running when his brother had it, and they're loud and obnoxious, and they're used to running things the same way. But the thing with uh, Carmi um, is that he had been traveling the world as a professional chef working under the greatest chefs that he could. So he's a classically trained chef. A classical trained chef. I would say, like, almost to the point as an executive chef. Yeah. Like, you know, a sous chef, executive chef, and then it kind of – it. So when the whole episode starts off, you're not sure what's going on, but you just know he's got bills and food and this restaurant that's a total freaking mess and everybody's yelling and screaming and it's just a, a, a cluster. And then the series, on, you know, dives into the past and where he's coming from and what eventually you get the premise of what he's trying to do. Um, I won't ruin it for anybody, but it's got so, some heavy hitters like Oliver Pratt uh, or excuse me, Platt. Who plays Uncle Jimmy? He's excellent in it. Um, Eben Moss Bachrick, maybe he plays Richard Richie. B A C H B A C H R A C H. Bachra. The one listener that we have Bachra? is just like you. Bachra. Yeah, learn how to read. Yeah, I always do that. To, um, Whenever you're listening to your podcast, yeah, you get mad. I what do that the hell is this? I was just listening to Segura? him. No, the other guy, Bill Burr. Bill, he's, yeah, like on the lawnmower, just like, God, do you know how to read? What's going on? And then you'll bring that up. Be like, yeah, everybody's out there. Blah, blah. It's like, I'm an idiot with the podcast. What do you want? He's the best. Anyways. Um, Good series. Over excellent there. series. So do you think it's going to make a second season? Yeah, I, I think it'll make a second season. It has some kind of newbies to it. Um I would definitely, if you're stuck inside or looking for something to watch, half a day, you can knock it out. Um, 
Excellent. And I, I think, yeah, the bear will definitely come back for season two. So do you think they just kept his wardrobe from Shameless? Uh, pretty much. Like... <laughs> yeah, it's just white t-shirt and jeans and run around. But, I mean, he's ripped. I mean, he's jacked up like he's been eating a Scooby Snacks. And <laughs> it it works for him. I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't. Like, dude, it'd be nice to see this guy in a different role other than the cracked out super smart super poor typecast and thing but you know i it works for him so he's got work he's doing it um i don't know if what down the road he's you know is he gonna be like uh hey i'm a cia agent you know uh, matt damon if you will matt damon for you team america people out there um is he gonna ever branch out? I hope so. You know, is he gonna be Jack Humang? You know, dancing and singing. I don't know. I Probably. I. I don't know. I hope so. I. I think I really like watching him. I think he's excellent. Um. So hopefully, hopefully he does. But hopefully the bear comes back and they roll into that. So. Uh, this episode, we're kind of okay. got to wrap it up. We're going to wrap up uh, with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse. So go into your Sam Raimi thing. Okay, so this... Okay, so I was really excited when this came out, and it came out on Disney Plus for us. We didn't go to the movies to go watch it. I love Benedict Cumberbatch, but who I love more than anything else, it's Sam Raimi. He directed it. And that's the guy who did, like, Evil Dead, Army of Darkness, Dark Man, for those of us who like Liam Neeson as kind of What's a bad up? guy. What's up? Not good. Gratuitous, like, violent scenes. Oh, it's fucking amazing. And then the one movie that we recently watched that I didn't realize was his was, what was it? The way, it wasn't The Way of the Gun. Um, uh, the Quick and the Dead. The Quick and the Dead. With Sharon Stone and Leonardo DiCaprio and Gene Hackman. And then you got Russell Crowe in there. Yeah, so young Russell Crowe. It's like a heavy hitting cast. Yeah. It's just fucking amazing. And so going into this, the Doctor Strange universe, so this is after Spider-Man has taken place where what was the new Spider-Man? Not No Way Home, but the last one where Doctor Strange has to, spoiler alert, where he resets the universe where there's no Peter Parker. Nobody right. has ever heard of Peter Parker. There's a Spider-Man. I think it's No Way Home. 2021 film. No Peter Parker. Right. It's no Way Home. Okay, so I did get that right. Yeah. And now we're coming into this where you're finding out that um, there are different dimensions within the multiverse. And that was briefly touched upon WandaVision, and it was touched in the Spider-Man movie, and now it's come together. And something happens where Doctor Strange is trying to figure out what the hell is going on because his doppelganger mm -hmm. has now traveled across the uh, multiverse and he's trying to put things back to normal. Yeah, and then you with get... the help of Wanda, but who's now turned into full Scarlet Witch. Yeah, so she's developed into the naughty Wanda, naughty witch. Yeah, pure chaos magic where she can do anything. She Which is, is 
Okay, so this is kind of like a ripoff of X-Men, or maybe X-Men ripped this off, but it's kind of the same thing with, like, the Phoenix. Kind of. In the, in the whole entire Marvel Universe, in one version of it, Quicksilver, which is her brother, we remember from off of um, Age of Ultron, yeah. her and him are the children of Magneto. Right. I don't know if you know that or not. So they are two of the most powerful beings in the Marvel Universe themselves. Yeah, she has psychic abilities, but you find out it's magic. Right. So instead of pure telepathic ability, hers is magic. She can create anything. She can destroy anything. Right. Kind of like the Phoenix. Yeah, nay. You know, I'm not going to get into a comic, like, trying to put like the credit card slip of difference. There's a difference. You're a difference. It is a credit card, but there's a smidgen of difference. You're a smidgen. But Sam Raimi does a great job of just like, yeah, it is violent. It is messed up. And it is just, I got to rewatch it again just to kind of catch all of it because it does come at you fast. Mm -hmm. But I love it. I loved it. Yeah, I was. Uh, I watched it twice. Um, Did you like it the second time or not? Yeah, I mean, I was trying to catch it all, and I think I did, and kind of trailed off on the second time. But um, it was good. I I enjoyed did it. Did it have the Sam Raimi feel to it? Oh like, yeah, the zombies and stuff like. Yeah, that? I mean, it not like overkill, but it definitely definitely had that effect to it. But was it my favorite? No. No. Do I like Cumberbatch? Yes. Do I like the premise of it? Yeah. Are you glad you didn't pay for this in a movie theater? Yeah, I'm glad I didn't pay for it. Yeah. Um, I had a lot more fun watching this movie versus the Jurassic World movie. I agree. That yeah, if there's a rating. I mean, and Jurassic Park wasn't bad. I just, I don't know if we're just getting too old or whatever. If I was like 10 years old watching that movie, I would have been like, oh my God, raptors in the street. And they got laser beams and it was cool. But being 35, I'm just like, yeah, we've seen this movie. The dinosaurs got out, and they ate everybody. It's like, what's oh, next? I know. You know, and I, I don't know. This is becoming an old person. Oh God, are we gonna be the one that has to go see like the high political drama? No, movies? I don't think so. Do we have I, to watch, I'm gonna watch it. Do we for... have to watch British dramas now, where everybody's like at <laughs> a bookcase looking forlornly at the person that they love and slightly pulling a book out and then putting it back reluctantly? No. Is I, that the shit we're gonna be watching? No. But, you know, I like to, I don't know, it just kind of get to the point of, let's develop this more. Let's get into it besides. But I did like it. I enjoyed it. No, Doctor Strange was good. Um, like I said, I, I probably liked it more in Fallen Kingdom. But, all right, let's end the podcast. Here's your question. What's your favorite Marvel movie and why? You got less than four, three minutes. Go. First Iron Man. Nice. That was going to be mine as well. Why? introduces the whole entire beautiful saga that was made. I mean, I didn't know jack shit about Iron Man. I didn't know anything. I was yeah. a DC person my whole entire life. Batman, he asked me a question. I could answer it pretty well. I didn't know shit about Marvel. I did not know that this new character, Iron Man, was going to be so fantastic. And Robert Downey Jr. was just a, a shock, a surprise. It's just like, they're going to have that fucking burnout in this? Shit. Right. Favreau was awesome. He did a great job directing it. No, that that was honestly going to be my favorite Marvel as well, was Iron Man. 2008, 
Um, yeah, Downey Jr. knocked out of the park. Even Terrence Howard as I saw that. Colonel Rhodes was good, but they hated each other, so it didn't work uh, out. It was some type of money issue. Uh, you know? But yeah. I saw Iron Man by myself in a movie theater, and I had not heard of it. I really didn't know anything about it. I was just like, oh, superhero movie. Yeah, I can watch this. Right. And I was just like, holy shit. Yeah, uh, these guys are on to something here. Yeah, it was legit. But the people I really want to give credit to for that whole thing is the people that planned out the next decade. I mean, the forethought of, like, what are we going to do here and how we're going to do it and how we're going to execute and everybody behind it. That blows me away, just thinking about the thousands and thousands of man hours of plotting out each movie, how they tie together, and eventually what they're building to. And how all these directors are going to work together, right. how all these writers are working together, yeah. how all these actors are going to be working together. This was a hell of a deal. It was. And they're trying to set up the new phase, and I'm having a hard time going into that right. phase. And it might be for you know, the next ones. You know, they hit us right, fresh out of college, 22, 23. Ten years later, here we are. You know, our um, people are kind of died out or gone. Do you want to go watch like the new Thor movie? I, mean, I do. I'd have, like to. Do you want to go see that one? I, I thought about it today, but didn't have time. But um, yeah, I, I like to see. I like Chris Hemsworth. I, I watch like it him too. But, it's just like I'm not as excited to go see this. Yeah, but I'm not dying to go check. It's the same with like Ragnarok. You know, everybody's like, "Oh, it was a great movie," and I never saw it in theaters. And when I watched it, I was like, "Yeah, it's an excellent movie." Yeah, it's a good movie. So, with that being said, I agree. Iron Man 2008 kind of broke the mold and got him going. So, well, guys, I think that's going to be it for this week's episode. So, be sure you tune in, email us. You know, you can buy our gear on uh, MoviesNBS02.com. Uh, tell your friends. All right, MoviesNBS02 at gmail.com, and I am Katie. Night all. Bye.